Welcome to this week's podcast from Bethesda Church of God in Sumter, South Carolina. We hope you enjoy this inspiring message. For more information, check out our website at BethesdaCOG.org. Would you stand with me, please, for the reading of God's holy word and turn with me in your Bibles to the book of Mark, chapter 5, verse 28. I hope you are a Bible-toting Christian. Amen. And uh, I think that's important. I hope you are a write-in-your-Bible Christian. I hope you're one that writes in your Bible. Write notes. Put things that speak to your heart. And, uh, and when you're dead and gone, you can pass that on to your children and your grandchildren. Fill up one Bible and start on another. So if you've got many grandchildren, they all get a Bible. Amen? Let them hear what daddy and mama and grandparents have to say about what God spoke to them. Mark chapter 5 and verse 28. This is a very familiar passage of scripture. For she said, if I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. If I can touch just the hem of his garment. Now, I don't know what part of his clothing she actually touched. Uh, you know, there's a hem on my sleeves. There's a hem around my pants legs. Back in that time, he may have even been wearing a shawl that had tassels. And one writer said that uh, she touched one of the tassels on his shawl. I don't know what part of the clothing she touched. The clothing was not what was important. It was who was in the clothing. Amen. Now, I believe someone here today can understand that God wants you to just reach out and touch him. Just touch him. And how do I touch him? Just reach out. One songwriter put it so beautiful, reach out and touch the Lord as he passes by. You'll find he's not too busy to hear your heart's cry. He's passing by this moment, your need to supply. Reach out and touch the Lord as he passes by. Father God, I come to you and I'm asking that you would perform personal miracles. I pray, dear Lord, that you would perform personal miracles for men and women and young people and children in our worship service today and those who are watching by whatever means, television or through the internet or Facebook, I pray, dear God, that miracles would flow from this point forward because we're in our Father's house. And Lord, in our Father's house, you have miracles and wonders. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. You may be seated. I want you to think of the difference that a day makes. In fact, for those of you who have lived any amount of time, you probably know that it can be one minute to the other that life can drastically change. If you've ever been in a wreck, you know that you can be going along fine and boom, all of a sudden, life has changed. 
My wife and I many years ago were heading to uh, teach and speak and minister at a nursing home. We were pastoring at our first church. We had just gotten our first brand new car. It was a little Dodge Colt, and if and the Dodge Colt was a little bit bigger than this pulpit, and um, and the beautiful thing about that Dodge Colt, yes, I could fit in it. You don't have to make those ugly thoughts. Yeah, it would get forty-seven miles to the gallon. Man, I'm telling you, I love that little uh, aspect of that car. And we were thinking about ministry and we were moving forward and bam! A guy that was going at a terrible high rate of speed. Thank God he just glanced us. He, he tore our car up, but he glanced us. And then went on to total another car and do heavy damage to a, a third car. And, and my wife sustained pretty serious back injury because of that wreck, what a difference a minute can make. What a difference a day can make. Because in this passage of scripture, uh, on this particular day in the life of Christ, many miracles would be performed. He would calm a storm and, and save the lives of his disciples. Uh, he, he would then cast out demons from a man that meets him on the coast of the Gadarenes. And on his way to heal the daughter of Jairus, who was sick unto death, there was someone who touched the hem of his garment and he stopped. And he said, who touched me? For I felt virtue leave my body. What a difference a day can make. I'm asking you to mark your calendar that this is the 29th day of July 2018. And I somehow believe that if you can let your faith move up, even as much as a grain of mustard seed... The Bible says if we could have faith as the grain of a mustard seed, we could say to the mountain, be thou removed, and it would be moved and cast into the sea. If you can just believe a little bit today, this could be on the 29th day of July 2018. This could be your day for a personal miracle. Now, we seemingly have a problem believing on personal miracles. Think about it. We don't have any problem with a personal pan pizza. Isn't that right? Oh yeah. We tell them what we want and they personalize it. We, we don't have any problem going to Burger King and saying, I want it my way. Hold the pickles, hold the lettuce. They say special orders don't upset them. I watch too much commercials. That's my wife's favorite part of television is commercials, it seems like. 
But we don't have any problem with personalized pizza or personalized orders. But when it comes to would God personalize something for me, I want to tell you absolutely yes. See, there's some of you, now this might sound crazy, but you really don't need money. You got it. Come on. And you know you do. There's people in this congregation that if people knew how much money you had, you wouldn't make it out the door. Yeah. There's other people here that need a personalized miracle for money. And if people knew how poor you were, you wouldn't leave here like that. Come on. There's people who have gotten words from the doctor. See, there might be someone here today that needs a heart to be healed, a lung to be cleared, a, 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 a tumor to be removed, arthritis to be released from their body. Come on. See, for those who don't have arthritis, they don't need that kind of miracle. They might need uh, their eyesight to be improved. Come on, y'all work with me. But, but see, somehow we feel like that God just takes a big glob of blessings, throws it out there, and hopefully one day we hit the lottery and the glob of blessing fits our need. And God is not that kind of God. In fact, he said, I know what you have need of before you even ask me. Yeah. So, so we're serving the kind of God that, that is waiting. And he said, sometimes we have not because we ask not. There's nothing wrong. God is not a God that gets put out by you asking. He wants to hear from you. It does, look here, I don't mind telling you. My wife is the woman of my dreams, but she's also the woman of my prayers. When I was dating, I told God what I wanted. I asked him to be kind to me. Look here, you don't have to tell me I married up. I know I married up. You don't have to tell me that I hit the lottery. I know I hit the lottery. But the bottom line is, I prayed that woman in. I prayed her into my life. I said, God, these are the things that I want. God doesn't mind personalizing your relationships either. Come on. Come on now. Man, come on. Oh, I feel God in this place. So, there's times I like going to the buffet. You don't have to think ugly thoughts again. <laughs> there's times that I, I'll get all caught up in this buffet thing, man. It's good. Look here. Uh, that, that second meal restaurant. I go over there and I had to quit going for lunch because they had that lunch buffet and 
I didn't know how to stop on the buffet. There, there's other times, though, I don't want the buffet. I want a specific meal. I want a certain thing that is my appetite for that moment, for that time. And I'm asking someone here today and hopefully everyone to zero in on what your, your need is. And, and there's a scripture that says, but my God shall supply all your need. Now, if God was trying to just spread it out, he would say, my God shall supply all y'all's need, if he was talking southern. Yeah? If he was talking northern, my God shall supply all you guys' needs. <laughs> or you guys. Or you and if you're really in the south. But God was speaking specifically and he said, my God shall supply all your need, your need, your need, your need, your need, your need, your need. And so that gives me hope today to let me know that God has a personalized blessing waiting for me. Why not on the 29th day of July that I get my personalized blessing? Now, there was precedent here. The medical records of that day had no way to get this woman well. For 12 years, she tried to find a cure. Undoubtedly, when the doctors would go out and they'd say, look, I've got a hard case, what can we do? They'd say, man, we never heard of anything like that. Let me check with my friends. And, and before long, they found out that there was nothing known to man to be able to cure this woman. It looked hopeless. She had no case example to look back to. She evidently was the first that dealt with this particular problem. But when Jesus took the stripes on his back, he took that for, we don't have to know, we don't have to have a case history. They don't have to pull it up on the internet and say, we heard of someone in this part of the country or this part of the world. Here's what the deal is. I want to tell you that by his stripes, we are healed. If you've got respiratory problem, you can be healed. If you've got ulcers, you can be healed. If you've got a tumor, you can be healed. If you've got cardiac problem, you can be healed. If you've got muscular problems, you can be healed. If you've got mental issues, you can be healed. If you've got it, you have an answer. And his name is Jesus Christ, by whose stripes we are healed. Hallelujah. Now, people were a problem for her. She had an issue of blood. My dad was a renal patient for many years, and, and there would be times that he would lose blood. And my dad would walk around, and it would look like every step was such a, a, a hard uh, task for him. Then he would go in, and they would give him a blood transfusion, and he would walk out a different man when he had blood. It's amazing. We need blood. This woman 
had an issue of blood, and I am sure that it was an effort to be in the crowd. It was an effort to try to do anything. And she hadn't just suffered with it for a short time. She had suffered with it for years. So her body was probably really wrecked and broken. Most of the problems though sometime come and can be caused by people. Now she had the issue, but people were constantly probably talking to her and weakening her faith. See, if you're a negative individual, God help you today. He can give you a personalized blessing and help you to be positive. But can you just imagine this little old woman would walk by struggling and people would say, how you doing, sweetie? She'd get by and then they'd be in their little group and go, have you ever seen anything more pitiful than that in your life? Bless her heart. Y'all know what I'm talking about? She'd go on down a little bit more and see because of an issue of blood, she was considered unclean and, and people didn't want to be around her. I can see some uncaring and, and people maybe that didn't understand get their little children and say, hurry, get away from there. That's an unclean lady. You don't want to hang out with someone like that. So she had a reputation that wasn't good and, and, and it wasn't any of her fault. It was a physical problem that she had, but she looked bad and she had no hope. And there was probably, uh, she had probably been seen by uh, Dr. Pharisee, then the Pharisee would say you're unclean don't come into the temple or doctor legalism there must be some sin in your life for you to have that going on I want to tell you today if you're battling a sickness it isn't necessarily because you've got some sin going on in your life your body may be just suffering at this point but I'm here today to tell you there's one who can break the the curse of sin there's one who can break the curse of illness and his name is Jesus. Amen. The devil will see to it that there will be people in your life that will discourage you, that will bring you down, that will kick you when you're down. You ever had that happen to you? My goodness, when, when, when everything seems to be falling in and then there's somebody that has to throw a negative comment in your direction. Jackie and I were going through one of the roughest times of our life, not between us as a couple, but uh, things just seemed to be crashing in every angle that, it, I mean, it was like one punch after another. We were already facing things that we didn't know how we were going to get through. And we had one wonderful person that came up and said, y'all must have sin in your life. You need to go pray. It's not normal for someone to go through all that. You need to check and see what's sinful in your life. I, I was already down and I wanted to say to that person, thank you so much for that encouragement. Do you have a gun where I could go ahead and end it? 
Listen, we as Christians ought to be people who, when we see someone down and out, tell them we know how you can get up and going. We need to be the ones that shared light on a bad situation. We need to be the positive people. But now this woman had uh, to work through the people and the negativity, but she also had to work through the position. See, she was uh, a little Miss Nobody. No one knew her. In, in fact, the Bible doesn't even call her by name. There was a woman with the issue of blood. She wasn't anyone of renown. It wasn't that she had anything that was worth talking about. She had spent all that she had and she's broke and she's broken and she's sick and she's useless to society. There's a lot of folks that get to that point right there. They feel broke, broken, and useless to society. Some of us have been there. But there was someone named Jesus that reached way down and pulled the broken and a broke and a hurting and a sick individual and delivered us from our problem. See, she was little miss no one, nobody from nowhere, and she had no religious or political clout. And out of her obscurity, she reached and touched Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, y'all might not have read this in your Bible. Look at it again real carefully and when you go home in Mark chapter 5 and see if you find this. That just before she reached to touch the hem of the garment, there was a commercial. And Jesus said, today, if you'll send me fifty dollars I have a miracle for anyone a personal miracle if anyone will send me fifty dollars I'll send you my latest CD and my latest book for the gift of one hundred dollars but I have miracles if you in fact I'll even let you touch the hem of my garment for a hundred and seventy five dollars that's preposterous. It's not in the Bible. I was making that up for those of you who never read your Bible. It wasn't in there. Because the gifts of God are free. The gifts of God have already paid for. And that means no matter who you are today. That means from the youngest to the oldest, from the richest to the poorest, from the most educated to the person with the least amount of education, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I'm here today to declare to you that by his stripes you are healed. By his stripes you are delivered. He has a personal place and a personal miracle for you. But here she had a problem. That's right. But her problem was in her favor. 
Sometimes we don't realize it. And I'll, I'll be honest with you, when I was preparing this message, uh, that, that spoke to me. When I was reading that part when it said her problem actually became a part of her favor. It worked in her favor. Because when I'm having the problems, sometimes uh, I focus in on the problem instead of the problem solver. See, Andre Crouch, for those of you who have been around any length of time, Andre Crouch wrote a song and he said, through it all, through it all, I've learned to trust in Jesus. I've learned to trust in God. Through it all, you know it, sing it. Through it all, I've learned to depend upon his word. Part of the song says, if I had never had a problem, I wouldn't know that God could solve them. How many of you have ever had a problem? How many of you have known that God has solved the problem? Hallelujah. And if he did it once, why wouldn't he do it again? And I'm here today. He's got to tell you he's a personal problem solver. Hallelujah. Then the master has provision and, and she had said, if I can but touch the hem of his garment, I know I'll be made whole if I can just get there, if I can fight my way through the crowd. Uh, she had hope that one day Jesus would get on her street and come close enough to where she was so that she could touch him. Isn't it amazing? He came to her town. He got on her street. He walked down her block and got just close enough for her to be able to reach out and touch him. She wasn't going to be able to travel. She was too poor. She was too weak. She was too sick. But Jesus came by her way. I don't know where you're at today, but I believe he's coming down your street this morning. I believe he's walking right by you. If you'll just reach out and touch him, there's something ready to happen on the spiritual realm. Then there was perseverance that she had. Here's the part that I love. She would not give up. Probably if I had heard all the negatives she heard. If I had gone through all the obstacles she had gone through, possibly I would have given up. There might be someone here today that you're like, if, if something soon doesn't happen, I'm going to give up. Don't you give up. You persevere. Don't you give up. Keep pushing through. You, you don't let the crowd stop you. Don't let the negativity stop you. Don't let the, the things of this world stop you. She pushed her way through the crowd and she disregarded all obstacles to her healing and she brushed the very border of his garment. Last week I said, or a, a few weeks back I said, push. Push. 
and, and, and Brother Rick Menzing said push means pray until something happens. I believe that she just kept pushing. She kept praying. She kept believing. Someone needs to hear this. It might be the prayer that happens. It's 1158. It might be the prayer that happens at 1158 that pushes you through to your victory. It might be the prayer that happens at 1159 that pushes you through to your healing. It might be the prayer that happens at 12 that gives you a move of God like you've never experienced before. Listen, you pray until something happens. The giant is boasting, but you pray until that giant falls. The lion is licking its lips and and it's ready to devour you as it was Daniel. But I'm here today, pray until something happens. Now listen, the furnace may be getting hotter and hotter like it was with the three Hebrew children. But you pray until the fourth man, the Jesus, shows up in the middle of the fire. Hear me today. It's time for us to keep praying. Walls are going to tumble down. The Red Sea might not have parted yet, but it's getting ready to. It might not have moved an inch, but praise be to God if we'll keep praying. The walls of of Jericho will fall. The sea will part. The storm that is tossing your boat will calm. If the doctor says it's going to be bad, God can turn it around. Pray until God turns it around. The lawyer may be telling you you're in a heap of trouble, but the lawyer doesn't have the final say. Pray until something happens. Hear me. The politician might be saying this, but I'm here today to tell you the politician doesn't overcome the king of kings and the lord of lords the enemy of your soul may be telling you throw in the towel give it up but don't you do that you pray until something happens when the negative person tells you you can't you say I can through Jesus Christ my lord when CNN Fox ABC CBS NBC and whoever else whatever other network you want to name when they tell you all is going down. I want to tell you that my hand, your hand is in the hand of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and there's a personal miracle on the way for those who will believe. She disregarded all obstacles. She disregarded the fears. She disregarded the crowd. She disregarded Bertha know-it-all. If your name is Bertha, please don't take that personal. Come on. Here's that little woman trying to get through. Weakened, staggering. If I can just get to the hem of his garment. And Miss Bertha says, why don't you go home? In fact, you're nasty. Come on. He don't want your kind. You ever had someone tell you you weren't the right kind? Oh, this is just a little thank you. 
I'm glad at this church it doesn't matter what color you are, how rich you are, how poor you are. If your name's been written in the Lamb's book of life, if the blood of Jesus Christ has covered your soul, you're the right kind. You're the kind I'm looking for. You're the kind Jesus is looking for. And I want to tell you, don't you let some negative Bertha. Come on. Bertha know-it-all. Get on out of here. How about pushy Peggy? If your name is Peggy, I'm not talking about you either. I just was trying to find something with a P. Miss Peggy says, don't be pushing on me. I've been waiting in this line for a long time. I got my ticket weeks in advance. Now get on back. I can just imagine her saying, well, I didn't get my ticket. But old pushy Peggy, she's not going to stop me from getting to that hymn because I'm going to get my blessing today. I'm going to get through. I don't care. I'm going to get through. There might have been elbows out. Right, come on. Y'all have done it before, haven't you? Yeah. You're in line and you're telling everyone kind of spread out. Make sure no one can get around us. There was some, uh, yeah, y'all know. Y'all are laughing. Y'all done it. Hey, yeah. Yeah, come on. Don't let that little stinky woman behind us get through. Uh-uh. We might not get to touch. We might not get our picture. We might not get to do a selfie with Jesus. Listen, I'm here today to tell you that woman didn't let anybody or anything push her away I'm going to get my blessing I'm going to get to him I don't care then there's old blocking Billy if your name is Billy come on and old Billy's the blocker he's the one he sees that little old scrawny woman weak nasty coming He's part of the entourage. Come on. There'll be people who they'll put themselves in. Sometimes they don't even know they're being an obstacle. Come on. I can just imagine when she got up, maybe there's some big man blocking Billy. Come up here, brother. Nancy, come up here with all your energy. <laughs> come on. Come on up here real quick. For those of you who don't know Nancy Pugh, Nancy, how old are you? 80. She's 80 years old. You're going to be the woman with the issue of blood. Work with me, Nancy. Work with me. There we go. Nancy, blocking Billy is trying to get you to stay back because, you know, Jesus is important and you're not. And, and, and blocking Billy just feels like it's his job to be holier than you, more spiritual than you. And, um, and, and I, I believe this man weighs over 200 pounds. Wouldn't you say that? All muscle. Yeah, yeah, quit laughing. And, uh, <laughs> and Nancy, I don't, I'm not even going to try that, Nancy, but I will just tell you, 
I, I believe that Nancy, if you know her, Nancy doesn't take no for an answer. Yeah. All right. So blocking Billy is trying to get Nancy not to press through. Nancy. I, he, he needs to get out your way. I, I need to get out your way. There you go. Yeah. There we go. There we go. That's exactly. Yeah. I just wonder if the little lady with the issue of blood told someone like me, you need to get out my way. I need to get around blocking Billy. But Nancy took off. Because... It didn't matter how big he was. She's going to get around him. Here I am in closing. Some of you have let pushy devils. They don't have to be human. I'm talking about a devil that tells you there's no need. You just need to accept what it is. Go home, pull the shades down. Crawl into bed and suffer and die. Come on. You've had, some of you have had that devil come to you and tell you that very thing. Get out of my way. Then that pushy devil comes. Starts pushing on you. You're not good enough. You're not worthy. I want you to do the same thing. Get out of my way. I didn't come here for the entertainment. I didn't come here for the lectures. I came here to get to Jesus. Oh, come on. I came. Then there's that old Billy. Big. This obstacle looks too big to get around. If he gets my, his hands on me, he's going to tear me up. But I'm going to get to Jesus if it kills me. Boom. I'm here today to tell you that someone has a miracle before you today. I want you to listen to me carefully as I draw this to my altar call. Some of you have had battle after battle after battle after battle. And your thought is, when will it ever end? Some of you are facing a fresh attack. Things have been going along pretty good, but the difference a day makes. And I'm here today to tell you that she suffered for 12 years. But when she got to Jesus, she was healed in an instant. You don't have to wait 12 years. This scripture is not about waiting 12 years. 
This scripture is telling you that if you can just reach out in faith, if you can just make a move, that the master is going to deliver you. I'm here today to tell you that somebody in this house, I believe there's a miracle. A per, look here, not for just one person. I believe there's many people here today that are ready to be divinely touched by the hand of God. If you will persevere, if you will put yourself in position, if you will believe that the master has brought provision for you, that by his stripes you are healed, I believe today you can walk out of here with your miracle. I want everyone to stand. Can't happen to me. It can't happen to me. Because I did this when I was a teenager and, and, and God is cursing my life because of mistakes I did when I was younger. Oh boy, someone just received that. Oh yeah, that's one of the oldest ones the devil uses. Did you hear me? That God's just wanting to punish you because of what you did. Listen, when you asked him to forgive you of your sins, God doesn't want to punish you. God said, I've come to give you life and give you more abundant life. He didn't come to here to save your soul to punish you. There are those under the sound of my voice that will say, I'm just not the right kind of person. Oh, God will do it. God of bless Sister Julie DeBose. God will bless her, but God won't bless me. Julie just gets blessed all the time, but that's because Julie is one of God's favorites. News flash. You are one of God's favorites. Man, I felt the witness of the Holy Ghost when I said that. So I want to ask you right now, if you'll just reach out. I'm going to ask my altar workers if you would come. I've told this story, and you might be tired of hearing it, but I feel prompted of the Lord to tell it this morning. I grew up in church with a guy by the name of Andy. Andy had hepatitis and he was just within a short period of time of dying. His mother called me and said, Preacher, my, my boy is dying and my boy is going to hell. Please go pray for my boy. I got there and they had signs posted on the door, maybe more than what I've ever seen. And you had to completely dress down. The nurse stopped me and she said, you are not going into that room. And I said, ma'am, I'm here on a directive from his mother. He's dying. And she said, yes, he is. And he's highly contagious. Do not go in that room. And I said, I, I, I have to. And I, I, I'll be honest with you. I was filled... That woman filled me with fear. 
I was like, man, I don't want to go in that room. I dressed down and she said, whatever you do, don't touch anything, nothing in that room. I don't know all the ramifications of all of his illness. I just know that she did not want to go in the room herself. I went in there. And I looked at Andy and I said, Andy, if you're not a Christian, that's the worst thing that could be. And you know what to do to get right. And we prayed the sinner's prayer and Andy gave his heart to the Lord. Praise God. But then I told Andy the catch. I said, Andy, now you have access to everything heaven has to offer. Jesus died not only for your sins, but he bore stripes on his back that you could be healed. Andy, believe with me right now for your healing. And I prayed a prayer for his healing and he agreed with me. I left. I went home and I told my wife this situation. I said, I, man, I, I hope whatever he has, I don't get. And I told her all the details and it was much fresher many years ago than it is today. Two days later, his mother called me, said, Brother Al, I want to tell you something. Andy's going home from the hospital today. Andy's still living, and that's been, gracious, probably 30, 35 years ago. Andy's still living. To God be the glory for any of that. But the bottom line is, the devil would like to tell you, you're not good enough. You don't deserve it. And I rebuke that in the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. If you have a need, today I don't care if it's physical, spiritual, financial, emotional. If you have a need, I want you to step out right now. I, I, I don't want you to hesitate. If you want to carry your sickness home, just stay where you're at. Come on. In Jesus' name, take a move. Make a move right now. I'm going to make a move. I have a need. I, I, I'm, I'm not going to carry it home. I'm not going to leave with it. I'm not going to carry it home. In Jesus' name, I'm not going to carry it home. Come on, move in quickly. I'm not going to carry it home. It's not, it's not God's will. I'm asking for a personal miracle. My personal miracle. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We hope that you were inspired to live a life of purpose for Jesus Christ. For more information, check out our website at BethesdaCOG.org. God bless.